I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two, two Films, films too, curious. too Curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. This month, the month of May, we watched <clears throat> The Page Master and The Lego Movie. The uh, movies. Great movies. And uh, I guess our conversation, in addition to both of them being both animated and live action, uh, was sort of, I guess it was, I guess our conversation was that the, the, the blending of animated and live action in this form. Uh, but also sort of accidentally, I realized after the fact that both movies are about sort of growing up, but not making that take away your youth, your joy, <clears throat> your joie de vivre. I'm glad you didn't say one of my only similarities when you said that. So, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of the topic of, of these two movies. But before we get into that, uh, thank you to our patrons on Patreon match, uh, co-tagonists, Nick and Chris, uh, who've been our, our patrons for a while now. And of course, uh, two films, three curious alum, Brenda, uh, sponsor. sponsor. What do you do? MCU. Uh, who and just the sponsor of our lives, really sponsor of our lives for sure. Uh, she is a longtime supporter of this podcast. Even before we had a financial option, she supported us in the form of food and drink. Yeah, uh, and housing. she supported us when we were just doing the uh, marathons. Marathons. She supported me and you for years before that. Uh, I feel like she's guided me throughout my entire life. Uh, even since I was a child. This this is a whole different podcast now. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about parents. No, I'm kidding. We're not gonna do that. Uh, <clears throat> I'll come up later in the similarities and differences. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, I think that's the only that's the only introduction thing. I guess um, let's talk about these movies. Uh, you want to summarize Lego Movie for us? Sure, I will summarize Lego Movie. So. We're in the Lego universe, of course. Um, It starts off with a wizard named Vesuvius. He is trying to protect this thing called the Craggle from Lord Business. Lord Business busts in, he gets it, but then uh, Vesuvius has a prophecy that, like, the special will be found, and he will find the piece of resistance, and then he'll stop the Craggle. Um, Eight and a half years later, we have a construction worker named Emmett Brikowski. Love that last name. I didn't they don't really mention it in the movie, but I'm glad it's just a good last name for a Lego. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he is just kind of a happy-go-lucky dude. He loves his job. He's like the most – if you were to describe someone as a sheep, he is like the sheep. <laughs> He's the person sheep. who just loves what everyone else loves, does what everyone else does. He wants to be. He wants friends, but he doesn't really have any. Anyways, he sees someone breaking into their construction site after they sing the wonderful song called Everything is Awesome. Such a great song. Uh, it's Wild Style is her name. He kind of falls into a hole, gets trapped, bumps around. He finds the piece of resistance. He touches it. And then when he comes to, it's stuck to his back. Um, and he's hanging out with Wild Style. So because of the prophecy, Wild Style thinks that he is the special and that he's the one that's going to save everyone. Um, they are getting kind of chased down by bad cop. Um, 
he captures them, they escape, they go to Western land, and they find Vesuvius or Vitruvius there, and then they realize that Emmett actually can't do anything. He's not a master builder like everyone else is, which means they can build all their Lego sets without con without instructions. Um, until he talks about the man upstairs, which is like a weird metaphor for God, I guess. But it's like <laughs> the hand that, that moves these Legos. So they're like, oh, maybe he he is special, actually. Um, they join up with Batman, hang out with Batman, who is pretty good in this movie. I haven't seen the Lego Batman movie. I really need to. Honestly, it's great. It's super good. But I love him in this. He's great in this, too. Um, they listen to his hit song, Darkness, No Parents. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they go to forget the name of the place but it's like where all the master builders are there's Superman, Wonder Woman uh, guys from the NBA like really like any unique minifigure is in this place Cleopatra yep. they're all here <laughs> Michelangelo the turtle, Michelangelo the painter um, turns out Lord Business finds this place and he starts blowing stuff up. Um, I'm just trying to remember. They get rescued by uh, the pirate guy Metalbeard because everything gets blown up. They all fall into the water and they build like a a little submarine. And they know that they got to go uh, stop Lord Business because I think at that point he got the piece of resistance from. Right, because he cut it off of Emmett's back before they yep. escaped. Right, yeah. with the sword of exact zero. Um, they bust into Lord Business's like super tall, like 500 floors higher than any other building in the city. Just evil looking building. Right. Doesn't, um, doesn't he live on the infinity of the floor or yeah, something? It's, it's something like that. <laughs> he, uh, basically they kind of walk into a trap. Something's going to blow everything up with this bomb. So Emmett is like, well, I can detach it, but then I'll fall into like, it's just like this vortex. And when he falls into the vortex, now he's suddenly in the real world. He's just a little Lego, our world. He's just a Lego guy sitting there. And you find out that this little kid is playing with like this whole huge city set. Um, his dad comes down and he looks just like Lord Business because Lord Business is based on this kid's dad. <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing? Oh, no. Did you combine these sets? Why would you do that? Just put them back. And he's super gluing them when you find out that the craggle is in fact super glue and that the piece of resistance is just the cap for the super glue. <laughs> um, Emmett like manages to move while he's in the real world. And then the kids notices that and sends him back into the Lego world where now he's a master builder. He builds this really cool thing out of wrecking balls. They go, they storm uh, Lord business. And then he does the classic, uh, talk the bad guy into being a good guy. Um, it's very, very sweet and heartfelt because it's cutting between Emmett and Lord Business and then the kid and his dad. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a, a real heart-to-heart -heart of like, you know, things don't always have to be like perfect like that. And you're using your imagination as a good thing. And you should, you know, you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. And so everything gets resolved. Everyone's happy. Um, Wildstyle breaks up with Batman, or Batman breaks up with her. I don't remember. They break up with each other, and then <laughs> it's mostly Emmett, mutual. It's mutual. Emmett and Wildstyle can be together. Um, 
and then it shows the dad. He's like taking, unsuper gluing everything, because what Lord Business's plan was called was Taco Tuesday, and it was, I forget what it stood for, but it's like craggle everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then at the very end, little Duplo things show because since he's letting his son play with all the Legos, he'll let his daughter as well, who's much younger and has the big Duplo things. <laughs> so they invade the Lego world. And then it ends. There you go. That's the Lego movie. Uh, Page Master is uh, far less well-known. I think that it's probably safe to say. I think it's just, it's like a deep memory in a lot of people's minds. That might be it true. Wasn't mine. I feel like it was, it's a lot of, it's a, I, it was, it was a trailer in, before a lot of things. It was a trailer, I think, before the Power Rangers movie. I remember the trailer more than I remember the movie. Yeah. When I started watching it again. Uh, two Films, Three Curious alum, Devin, uh, loves this movie. And I was, uh, I'm often, I often forget that she loves this movie. And so when we watch it, she's like, I love this movie. I'm like, that's so good. I love that you love this movie. Uh, but I love this movie. Anyways, the plot of Page Master goes as follows. We start off in the real world. Uh, <clears throat> there's a little kid. His name is Richard Tyler. He's the biggest fucking nerd in the world. A huge, two first names. Two first was, names. He was about to be a nerd. <laughs> yeah. He's just a, a huge stick in the mud. Uh, they're like, hey, Richard Tyler, do you want to go do this thing? And he was like, uh, CDC says that you could die. And they're like, okay, but we just wanted to know if you wanted to like throw a ball or some stupid shit. And he's like, no, I'm going to just sit very still. The posters in his room are all like hazard signs because he's just a huge fucking nerd. Anyways, his dad is building him a treehouse because he's like, maybe if I build it, they will come. Uh, but he forgets it's not a baseball <laughs> movie. And so anyways, he falls out of the treehouse because Richard Tyler is not paying attention. So ultimately, safety first, Richard Tyler. And his, his dad's like, hey, can you just go get me some nails? Go to the hardware store and get some nails. This is the first in many instances of what the fuck time is it in the world? Because it's bright ass daylight when he tells him to go get the nails. And it cuts to like post twilight, almost nighttime. Anyways, he's going to get the nails. He's riding his bike that... <laughs> the kid he rides past these kids also riding their bikes and they're like hey richard tyler where you go on the moon because of how fucking weird his bike is <laughs> <laughs> like you get cable on that thing and i forgot how much those kids make me laugh fun fact i don't know if this is in your fun facts and if it is i apologize two of those kids are the off the screenwriters kids oh that that is not in my fun facts anyways um what was i gonna say oh so he goes he he's going to the hardware store, he gets to this tunnel. Uh, it's starting to storm real bad, uh, and uh, it's raining. And then electricity hits, and the, it's like blows out all the lights in the tunnel. And he freaks out and he hits a tree. Uh, bikes totaled, um, and he's like, "I gotta." <laughs> the insurance adjusters <laughs> just—they <laughs> said it's totaled. <laughs> Honestly, listen, it's because it was a because it's a, a part of your collision uh, claim. It's going to be about 48 hours uh, before they can get you a rental reimbursement. Uh, so it's going to, I mean, they're going to get it to him. They're going to get him a, a temporary uh, substitute auto, but. Um, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. Anyway. He needs uh, nails. He does. He needs the fucking nails. 
Anyways, he's going to he he goes to the nearest building and it's the library. Uh, and he gets to the library and there's absolutely nobody there. Uh, which as a public library, there's gonna be at least three real fucking weirdos looking up weird stuff on the internet. So not entirely accurate. Uh, but library is very empty. Um, Doc Brown comes up and he's like, "Hey kid, you here for the library?" I bet you want like a scary book. And he's like, uh, no. And he's like, you want a fantasy like like swords and dragons and princesses? And he's like, no. And he's like, you want an adventure book? You want like pirates and shit? And he's like, I just need a phone. I broke my bike. And he's like, okay, well, here's a library card. Phone's in the back. Richard Tyler is walking in the back and he gets into this really cool rotunda and he's looking up at this beautiful mural on the ceiling that's got all of these scenes from other like fantasy things and in the center is this wizard looking dude with a staff that's a long scroll uh and he slips because he's got like rainwater all dripping down and he slips and hits his head and the world gets all spinny he wakes up and it's it's darker dark time uh and he he's like sees that like water is dripping but then he looks up and it's the paint from the mural is dripping down uh and it like Like, it starts to melt really bad and forms into a dragon that attacks him. And when the dragon hits him, he turns animated. In the animated world, the page master, the guy from the mural with the scroll staff, uh, with a voice eerily similar to your boy Doc Brown, the librarian, is like, Hey, kid. uh, Welcome to the library. You need to learn about how to be in an adventure and be a regular human being. And so he was like, I just want to fucking get home. And he's like, well, there's the exit. And it's very far away. Uh, as he's walking around, he meets adventure, a book that is a pirate that walks around and talks uh, and fantasy, a book that is a fairy uh, also known as captain Picard and Guyanin, two of the very many star Trek people that are in this uh, movie. Uh, as they're continuing on, they like, at first, uh, he asked adventure. He's like, I got to get to where we're going. He's like, ah, let's open this book. I bet this will help. And it's Hound of the Baskervilles and the Baskerville hounds, uh, chase him down. And they're like, ah, fuck. Uh, they end up following towards the exit sign. They find this spooky mansion. And when they ring the doorbell, who should show up, but another book named horror. Uh, they end up going into the mansion. Horror's like, you better watch out. It's scary in here. Uh, and they run into Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. As they flee from him, they end up leaving the mansion. They get to the other end, uh, and they see the ocean. And they get on a boat, and Adventure's like, this is my jam. Uh, as they get on the boat, uh, they run into Captain Ahab and the whale. And the whale bites their boat. Uh, and then Richard Tyler gets onto some driftwood, and he finds Adventure. But they can't find uh horror or fantasy and they're like oh no i think they i think they drowned anyways they hit land and at the very least they're water damaged right what yeah you just they're gonna be it's it's you're gonna need a fan or something uh they're gonna have to go down to technical services to get uh recovered and repaired uh before they get to shore they actually a boat comes and rescues them and it's pirates uh adventure says the very good line not all sharks live in the water uh, the pirates take them to uh, an island. They're trying to read the map, which just has a letter and a drawing on it. 
And uh, he holds it one way, and it says M, and it has an arrow pointing to the drawing. He says, it's in the middle by the waterfall. And he turns aside and was like, no, it's east by some broccoli. And he's like, you morons, <laughs> it's west by a tree, which that plays in my head a lot. Uh, anytime someone asks what direction it is, and they use cardinal directions, I think in the middle by the waterfall. Uh, anyways, uh, the pirates are going to fuck up Richard Tyler and Adventure. Uh, but then they hear the spectral singing of ghost pirates, except it's horror and fantasy. And they show up and they save the day. And Richard Tyler, at the end, it's a show off between, or a showdown between him and uh, Long John Silver. And Richard Tyler gets the upper hand. He gets the sword and he's pointing at him. And he's like, you're not going to use that sword. And he's like, bet. And uh, Long John Silver's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to try this. And he leaves. Uh, there's a bit with the Lilliputians from Gulliver's Travels. And then they go into fantasy. This is where you get the very good uh, 90s uh, song from a movie, which I think was nominated mm-hmm. or was almost nominated for Best Original Song, as it should have been. It's an amazing song. Uh, they're going through fantasy. They're getting to the end. Who should show up but a fucking dragon? They're flying away on a magic carpet. Uh, and then Rich Tyler. Oh, No horror bumps fantasy and the dragon swallows are want uh they hit uh a little landing and uh rich tyler gets also swallowed by the dragon he goes inside finds fantasy's wand. he opens a book this time uh jack and the beanstalk beanstalk shoots out of the dragon's mouth they all ride the beanstalk up to the exit uh page master's there and all the books are like oh it's the page master and he's like this fucking guy he's the one that did all this to me and the page master's like, yeah, champ, now you understand what it's like to live your real ass world and not be scared of everything. And he's like, okay. And then he wakes up because uh, the regular, the librarian wakes him up and he's back in the real world and the books are there. Uh, and he was like, hey, did you hit your head? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, all right. Uh, you you want to, he's like, I want to check these books out before I go. And he's like, you can only have two because you're new. And he's like, I can't leave horror behind. And he's like, all right, nerd. And he checks the three books out to him. And then he goes home and, or he he leaves the library. Cut to his parents driving in a car. And they're like, I don't know where the fuck our kid is. And then they're like, oh shit. And they look in the tree house and he's sitting in the tree or he's asleep in the tree house and lights on. He's got his books there. And uh, they climb the tree house and his mom's like, should we bring him aside? And he's like, his dad's like, let's just let him sleep out here tonight. And then uh, and the treehouse classic, falls apart because he didn't get nails. Didn't get nails. Kid's dead. <laughs> the books are never getting returned to the library. <laughs> this is a fucking mess. And then they come and super glue them back together. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, you get a, a a little. The shadows of the books are talking to each other, and it's nice. Anyways, that's that's Page Master. Before we get started in fun facts, uh, we picked these movies because uh, as this is being released, I'm certain you all know, on May 38th, uh, May is my birth month and Page Master is one of my favorite movies ever. And this is, this is not theoretically the first time you've seen it, but what did you in think? In a truer sense, it is the first time I've seen it. <laughs> I, I really liked it. I mean, it, it is quintessentially like 90s animated movie. Yeah, um, I didn't. I totally forgotten that it was Home Alone Kid. Yeah, McClay Culkin, Culkin yeah. in it. Um, like yeah, it 
it's really good. The voice acting is really good too. I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people in it, the voice actors that are in it that aren't like established genre fiction actors, like all the the mm-hmm. Star Trek people in it, the ones that aren't that are like voice actors with a thousand roles yeah. under their belts. So they got a, they got a good list there. Do you think that a thought that I have, maybe that the people who love this movie, who saw it as kids and remember it, unlike myself are also the people that love to read books. I feel like there I, is probably, there's probably a lot of crossover in that Venn diagram. I think you're probably right. Uh, I know two people who watched this as a kid and love it so much that they reference it with regularity. And both of them read a lot. One of them is me. (laughs) And the other one is two films, three curious alum, Devin, who is the host and founder of her own book club. So I think that there's a correlation. I know that um, this guy used to know when he found out that I started working at the library, he was like, I remember little Billy with his page master books. This is probably his dream. I'm like, it really was his dream. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. For a couple years. Right. Six <laughs> years deep. And he found out, wow, libraries <laughs> might be great, but this one's not. So shout out to the people still working at that library that listen to this podcast. The one of you, you know, find, find yourself your truth. Anyways, uh, did you have another thing to say or you want to just go into fun facts? Just that I, I mean, I read on occasion, but I wouldn't, if I were going to list my interests and like how I spend my free time, I would not list reading just because it happens so infrequently that. Yeah. I mean, I know how to read. (laughs) And isn't that okay. So this is knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe said that. (laughs) (laughs) It is. You know what? I'm actually going to save this for the question at the (laughs) end. uh, Because. Then if people want to get in fights with me, they have to listen to the whole episode. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, tell us some fun facts. Fun facts. And then I've got mine when you're done with yours. For the Lego movie. The term master builder is actually an official designation for the Lego company per the website. Quote, Lego master builders are highly trained and super creative builders who design all of the official Lego sets. Other Lego... Master builders create giant detailed sculptures out of Lego bricks for Legoland parks and special events all around the world. So it is like the people that design official Lego sets and sculptures and stuff. Um, With the exception of the unique pieces for the characters in the film, like President Business's hair and his evil helmet, every Lego piece in the movie exists already and can be used in sets. Of course, they made sets of the movie, so... Those are no longer unique pieces. Now every single thing is a piece. Um, This is outdated. I remember I had those Lego sets. (laughs) Um, In order to add more realism to the movie, and this is something that you, I noticed on rewatches, the Lego bricks have scratching, fading, and fingerprints to make the movie look like it is a kid manipulating actual Lego bricks in a stop-motion fashion. The bricks are also affected by their location, such as in the old rest realm, they are dusty and faded from the sunlight. I saw that. I recognize that the um, this watch through too. I thought like the old West Legos look like Lego, like like your outside Legos, like mm-hmm. the Legos you would play with exclusively yeah. <laughs> outside. Yeah, or like the Lego boats you'd use in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's is that sure? Fun facts for like a movie are very short. They're one sentence each. <laughs> this one I just thought was interesting. This is the first animated film for Morgan Freeman. Huh. <laughs> As a guy who does a lot of voice work for other things, I, I guess. Never an animated film. Is it true the line that he says in the movie was that they had kept the microphone running and it was actually Morgan Freeman saying, I'm not going to remember any of that? Yeah, I mean, that, that was, that's yeah. on this list of fun facts, too. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tell it to us for reals, then, and without my weird editorializing. Oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find it on here. <laughs> <laughs> because my last fun fact is that, and this is very interesting, the word Lego is never said in this film. Oh, huh. I mean, they wouldn't say it. Sure, of course not. And then, I guess, yeah, the kid and his dad don't say it. But right, it would have been it would have been awkward to it would be like when in a movie when some someone says hi sis and you're like nobody fucking says, calls their sister that like don't be like that and you're yeah. like I can't wait to drive my Toyota Prius yeah <laughs> can't wait to play with Mom, my Lego what are, set what are we having for dinner is it uh, hamburger helper uh, old El Paso brand uh, Santa Fe <laughs> rice is it that or is it something else. <laughs> The fun facts for Page Master are decidedly a little bit less exciting. I feel like as the, is the case with some the, older movies. I the think. older, and I mean, old being like before nineteen ninety eight, there tends to be less trivia about it because the behind the scenes, you know, stuff wasn't so involved. Or sometimes there's no behind the scenes footage or anything, so who knows what fun little things happened. Right, a step up from TV movie for Page Master means there's not a lot of bonus features out there. So. So the movie took three and a half film, three and a half film, three and a half years to complete. It's pretty long. Yeah, I, I read that on the Wikipedia page and I thought that seems excessive. Although, I mean, I know the animated movies just take longer. So, yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Sir Patrick Stewart recorded their dialogue together. That's so nice. I love that they're friends. Did you see when Patrick Stewart was on The View for The Kid Who Would Be King, which is a fun mm-hmm. movie? If you're listening, it's on. I can't remember what I saw it on. I think it might be on Disney Channel. Is that like English English school boys and they? Yes, and one I remember of seeing the trailer. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, I saw it on a regular day. I think that I'm glad that I didn't buy it for fifteen dollars when I saw it for fifteen. But if I saw it again for five, I might buy it. Anyways, he was on the View for that, and Whoopi Goldberg was like, "Hey, I know we're supposed to be talking about this, but let's talk about." the card show and he was like oh my god Whoopi, i'm so excited to see you yes let's talk about the card show you need to be on it i would love to have you on it next year and so that's when they decided that she was going to be on picard like the the writers for picard were like i guess we got to put guy in in next season uh, but they were just so excited to be there like nobody else was on the fucking show that week because it was just Whoopi and patrick stewart just chatting that's awesome um this one i'm sure you knew that uh <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's character, Mr. Dewey, is named after the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. Here's a fun fact. Dewey Decimal System guy was a real scuzzo. A real, a <laughs> oh, real really? fucko. Yeah. Um, in fact, a number of library associations have taken his name off of awards that were given out that were named in his honor. Because, like... Even even in the day when maybe people cared a little bit less about things like this, they were like, 
Dewey is really inappropriate with the ladies. Dewey is a huge racist. Dewey's a fucking asshole. So yet another uh, point in the column for the Library of Congress system, I guess. The superior cataloging system for all your book needs. (laughs) Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't until last year when they were talking about getting rid of him from all of these, I guess two years ago, from all of these awards. Well, it's a good thing the kid in the movie wasn't minority or a female. Exactly. <laughs> because hopefully Mr. Dewey is not like the actual Mr. Dewey. His his namesake. <laughs> um, Frankenstein's monster does not appear in the final cut, but is seen in sneak peeks, trailers, and television spots, as well as in other scenes and video games. And in the book. I have the book. The book is so good. The art in it is amazing. And I remember when I was reading, because I didn't, I mean, he's in the point and click adventure game, but the point and click adventure game has a lot of stuff that's not in the movie. Um, But as I'm reading the book, I'm like, man, Frankenstein's monster would have been so cool. Actually, you know, the scene when they're going through uh, Jekyll and Hyde's, mansion and horrors like down down and then it like spooky things happen he's like no no no, up up definitely up down is where frankenstein's monster is oh last one for this is that there are actually two video game adaptations of the movie one is a typical run and jump 2d side scrolling platformer with levels based on the movie where the goal is to collect all the missing pages and get the best ending honestly any animated film from the 90s has a side scrolling platforming Often not a great game. <laughs> Honestly, Although, I, can't, I, I don't know if Page Masters is good or not. I've never played the side-scroller for it. The Aladdin one is very good, actually. The Aladdin one's amazing. And people like the Lion King one. I've not played it, but I remember Nick really enjoying that on the Genesis. I enjoy the Lion King level in Kingdom Hearts 2. There's that. That's pretty neat. Um, but the other is, as you mentioned, a PC point-and-clink adventure game that adapts and vastly expands on the story of the movie especially the fantasy section, which now includes Olympus with gods and creatures from uh, Greek mythology, parts of Wonderland from Alice in Wonderland, an area of several classic fables, including the Three Little Pigs and also Frankenstein's Monster. One of my favorite things about the point-and-click adventure game is, like the side-scroller, you're collecting, amongst other things, the little pages uh, from the books. And in the point-and-click adventure, when you click the page, it pulls up, like it, it shows you the the bit from the page and it has the text and then uh, like a narrator reads the text and it's a different one for the different books so that it it sounds, excuse me, it sounds thematically appropriate. One of the things that I remember the most about it is like, it's the first page that you find in horror where uh, it's from the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And the narrator says something like, if he be Mr. Hyde, then I shall be Mr. Seek. And like, like a lot of things from my childhood like that, like a lot of things from a lot of people's childhoods, that line is indelibly marked in my brain. Like I'm going to be 110 years old. We're going to be, we will have passed the tricentennial and people will be like, Papa, Papa, do you remember who I am? If you be Mr. Hyde, then I shall be Mr. Seek. And they'll be like, Oh, Papa, no. Those would be Molly's great grandchildren saying that to you. <laughs> yeah, I guess in this in this fantasy, I have had children who have had children, and their children might have had children, and I don't think that's in the that's not in the cards, my friends. It'll be a, <laughs> I don't know, 
some relatives kids i guess anyways is that that's your last fun fact that is the last fun fact i was so excited to come up with fun facts for you I did some severe note taking. I typed the fastest I've ever typed during that scene oh, no. when he's listing off all the master builders, <laughs> only to find it was fucking useless. <laughs> I remembered the first time I saw a Lego movie and I thought, wait a second, there are people from classic literature in this one. And then I thought, there are people from classic literature in the page master too. I'm going to make a list of all of the characters, all of the established uh, characters that show up in both. And let me tell you, there is zero overlap on that Venn diagram. That Venn diagram is two circles. (laughs) If you expand to the video games and Lego Batman, you get a little closer because they make a reference to Wizard of Oz in the Page Master movie. And uh, the Wicked Witch of the West is in Lego Batman. But that's it. So uh, let me run you down the list. In Page Master, specific characters that are listed. I stopped listing books that are referenced because that got out of hand fast. Also, uh, fun fact aside, I think that it's super cool that the overwhelming majority of the books that are referenced in this uh, in the Page Master are classics. But Stephen King, he's got like four novels in the horror section. Oh. Like you can see, like um, like Cujo and it. And I think The Shining all are on the spines of some of these books, which I thought was super neat. Big up, Stephen King. Anyways, Page Master has Long John Silver, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Captain Ahab, Moby Dick, the Beanstalk Giant, a non-specific Viking ship, which I'm attributing to Beowulf, the Ghost of Christmas Past, the Squid from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the Hounds from the Hand of the Baskervilles, Wizard of Oz, the Raven from the Raven, uh... <laughs> the next closest reference we have is that Whoopi Goldberg calls Dr. Jekyll Dr. J at one point, which is, of course, the nickname for basketball player Julius Irving that exists like two whole basketball star generations before the ones in the Lego movie. But I put it down and put lol in parentheses. The Lilliputians from Gulliver's Travels, Tom Morgan and George Mary from uh, from uh, Treasure Island, Mother Goose, Humpty Dumpty and the Queen of Hearts. The Lego movie has Shakespeare, Cleopatra, Batman, Dracula, Abraham Lincoln, Robin Hood, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Gandalf, uh, 2002 NBA All-Stars, Millhouse, Double Door, Michelangelo the Turtle, Michelangelo the Painter, The Flash, Shaquille O'Neal, and the rest of the 2002 NBA All-Stars, Chewbacca, C-3PO, Lando, Han Solo, Aquaman, and Speed Racer. There is no overlap. But there is overlap with something else. Because Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White. And Monty Python and the Holy Grail's Black Knight. <laughs> They're all in Ultimate Showdown. So Benito Gandalf Mussolini was in the Lego movie and the Blue Gan- Meanie. Gandalf is the one thing that connects those. <laughs> Anyways, I was so excited to have done that. And then I realized oh. it was fucking useless. So, oh well. Uh, let's talk about some similarities and differences. You got a couple? I do. Perhaps... The obvious difference is that one starts in live action and goes to animated and the other one is reversed. Yes. So Page Master, we're live action until we get the animated world. And then in Lego Movie, we're Legos until we get to the real world. And it's not an instant switch like in um, Page Master. Right. 
where it's like we go to one, then we go back. In Lego Movie, once the real world is introduced, it's kind of a flip flop back and forth. Yeah, as things as things uh, happen. I had put as a as a related similarity, and we may talk about this more later. That both the animated worlds allow the children to work out uh, their internal struggles, mm-hmm. but in addition to Lego Movie having that switch back and forth, the Lego Movie's animated internal thought world is active. Finn mm-hmm. actively manipulates that world. He can, when he says things, the characters say those things. Pagemaster is passive. Richard Tyler is not consciously in charge of his animated yeah. internal fantasy. He's just trying to get out of it. He's just trying to get out of it. <laughs> I have that they're both about kids gaining courage in different ways. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of literally with Pagemaster. He's a scaredy kid that can't do anything by himself and then he kind of you know by the end of it has that courage he's hanging out in the in the treehouse all by himself and in lego movie it's just like building up the courage to confront your parent about something yeah that and it's not i wouldn't even really say confront but just like bring it to their attention to air your grievances yeah classic festivist stuff you're able to i one of the things that i thought about especially with lego movie but to page master too and it's a thing it's it's related to the thing i was saying that because it allows them to to explore their feelings and emotions in a safe way you get things like like once finn's dad realizes that that's what's happening here he he says like not tell me what you're feeling he says in a very like pro therapy move he asks his son, he's like, Finn, if Emmett were to say something to Lord Business, what would he say? Because he knows that his son is struggling to be able to say it to his father. That, mm-hmm. that would be a hard thing to say. Like, Dad, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm eight and you're wrong is a hard <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> so he helps him out. He's like, what would what would the character say to the other character? It's nice to see... It's like, I feel like there are parts of this movie that you could do, I mean, like anything like this, but like um, just the, the number of peop- of therapists and, and uh, elementary level educators that were so excited when Inside Out came out because mm-hmm. they could be like, let's talk about your emotions using the framework of this movie. I think that's neat. That scene makes me cry every time too. More consistently than any other movie, I think. Yeah. Because that, I was that kid, and now I'm that adult. <laughs> it's just too real for me, man. <laughs> I don't super glue my sets, but I build them, and then I look at them. I don't do anything else with them. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I was someone had asked me what the last Star Wars toy I bought was, and I don't think it's the last one, but one of the most recent ones was that Lego set when we when Jack's birthday party was building Legos, mm-hmm. it was a star Wars Lego set and I built it and it sat on my desk and collected dust. And so when I cleaned out my office, it went in a box and it's in my closet now. And I thought, wow, I mean, I don't really have any space for it, but still like, yeah. One, a thing that I thought was interesting in Lego movie, it's <clears throat> one of the many theses, one of the many important points in Lego movie is when, 
Vitruvius says, you must embrace what is special about you, which I feel like mm-hmm. is a similar moral to the page master. Lego movie says, don't be afraid of who you are or what others will think about, think about who you are. And page master says, don't let who you are be a person who is so afraid that they don't do anything. Don't let, don't let your personality be, be exclusively the fears that you have. Let your personality be more than that. Fear is the mind killer. It is. Fear is the little death that brings total annihilation. Richard Tyler had to learn that that he was going to press on. When is that movie coming out? October something? Let's find out. Dune. That's too far away. It is. It was supposed to come out like five years ago. Dune is scheduled to be released theatrically in the United States in IMAX and 3D on October 1st, 2021. You know what's good about that? What? That it was, we were going to see it in theaters and then it got delayed so far into COVID we couldn't. And now it's been delayed so far past that we're kind of over the hill that we could see it in theaters probably. Absolutely. (laughs) I think that, I mean, it'll be out on HBO Max at the same time, but I feel like it's pretty safe to say that you and I will be seeing it at least once in the theater, if not twice to be able to hit both IMAX and 3D. Yeah, we're we're definitely going to see it in theaters. Because I don't think, are there, this is an aside that maybe isn't relevant to this podcast at all. Uh, but none of the Alamo draft houses in the DFW have IMAX screens. Is that true? I don't think so. Yeah. But you know what? They do have themed food and stuff. Fuck yeah, they do. Yes. Let's see. Uh, other similarities and fun fact, or similarities and differences. Um Oh, Finn and his dad continue to use the metaphor of the Lego world to allow Finn to explain his emotions and feelings. Richard Tyler shows his emotional growth by finally using the treehouse his dad built for him. Mm-hmm. Both kids uh, use their or are able to show their emotional growth with the things their fathers built for them. I I have that almost as a difference. Oh, only just because it, parents are more involved in the Lego movie. That that's true. the dad is a much more active force and not. Versus like setting up and then seeing the resolution of the issues like he does in Page Master, where like yeah. he built, starts building the treehouse, pushes his kid to be like, go get nails, you can do it. Yeah. And then he's not there for the rest of the movie till the very end. Versus <laughs> Lego Movie, it's it seems that Page Master is solving an internal conflict in the kid within himself of right. I need to not be afraid. I can do this. Versus Lego Movie is kind of more external. Right, Lego movie or Page Masters, the dad in Page Master is the catalyst that allows Richard Tyler to overcome his own fears, as opposed to the dad in the Lego movie is the the constant antagonist, not mm-hmm. villain, although yes, yeah. he is Lord Business. But he's a constant antagonist in Finn's life, in so much as he the dad is what drives the conflict. Mm-hmm. Potentially helps to resolve it at the end too, yep. but yeah, the dad sure. is the reason that the conflict exists, as opposed to in Page Master, where the dad, I guess, is is I mean he's the the instigating action for the conflict, but he's not the reason the conflict exists. I guess. Yeah. Tropes and references help drive plot more easily uh, to more easily deliver the core message. I thought was a similarity between both movies. In both Page Master and Lego Movie, they use established, well-established characters, ideas, and plot points. Just not the so same that ones. You don't have to focus. Certainly not. <laughs> not. 
After making both lists, I can tell you definitively not. But PageMaster uses classic literature since these stories are easily digestible into short scenes, and Lego Movie has characters from culture that exist as recognizable archetypes so that you don't have to define Batman because everybody already knows Batman. Mm -hmm. You have to define Lord Business, uh, Emmett Wildstyle, and uh, Vitruvius to some extent, but really not so much either because they're all archetypes too. Yeah. but then every other character that shows up, you don't have to you don't have to explain any of these side characters because all of these side characters are characters that kids know. Even if they just know them visually, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And none of them are really around long enough, other than like Batman, who of course every kid knows. Right. The, yeah. They may not know who Shaquille O'Neal is, but he's not in the film that long, so it's okay. Right. And they they, they understand don't. about basketball. You know, it's probably their favorite sport. They love the way that they dribble up and down the court. I get. I guess that that's a difference too. That in the Lego Movie, a lot of these are copyright characters, and in PageMaster, most of those books are old enough that they're yeah. they're no longer copyright. They're public domain. Stephen King ones, no, <laughs> yes. but the other ones, yes. But like the main yeah. stories they go into are all public domain. Public domain. Uh. PageMaster, a difference, is about a kid who struggles to embrace fiction, wonder, and adventure. Lego Movie is about a dad who struggles to embrace his childhood. Yeah. Because Finn is absolutely embracing imagination, adventure, and all that stuff in Lego Movie, too. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I forgot. I did write down another two other fun facts. (laughs) Um, What was... Oh, uh, my copy of Harry Potter 3 is uh, my oldest Harry Potter book that I own. Uh, I bought it off of Amazon when Amazon was still exclusively a bookseller. Uh, It's green. It has no slipcover because I've lost it. And it's kind of bent, just like horror is in the movie. And I absolutely love that about that book. It was my favorite Harry Potter book when I was a kid for a good long while. And it looks like horror, who was my favorite book in the Page Master I love that. The other fun fact, <clears throat> Roger Ebert in his review of Page Master said that the foolish, clumsy point this movie tries to make is that books are as good as movies, TV, and video games. I disagree on many levels. One, it I references... He hated video games. Right. It references none of those other medium, even in passing. <sighs> At no point does any character at all make some reference about books being better than or as good as movies, TV, or video games. That is that is so far beyond the point he had to have been reaching. Two, Richard's problem isn't that he doesn't read. It's that he doesn't anything. Richard Tyler is literate. He's written all of those signs himself. He's obviously read all of these statistics. He's, He's able literate. to read the books. He the clearly <laughs> loves reading. <laughs> it's just that he doesn't he doesn't do anything. The point isn't that books are as good as movies, TV, and video games. Richard Tyler, you should crack a book. The point is, Richard Tyler, you should have a personality. <laughs> <laughs> and three, the point of this movie is to have adventure. The point is that Richard needs to go out and do shit. It's not even really about reading. Reading is just... Reading is the trope and reference that helps drive the plot to more easily deliver the core message. Reading is, in the story of the movie, Richard Tyler, 
the Doylean explanation. He needs a shelter to go to where when he slips and falls, he can have some sort of fantasy about these things and help him work it out. This movie would have had the exact same message if he had gone into a blockbuster and slipped and, and, slipped fell, and fell. Or yes. an electronics boutique and slipped and fell. I'm saying electronics or a GameStop. Because it's the 90s. Well, it was, was there a GameStop in the 90s? I think so. I don't know. I, we went to electronics boutiques when I was a kid. I mean, a blockbuster could be games too. They, I got games at Blockbuster all That's the time. That's true. That's true. Exactly. Come on, Roger Ebert. Get your shit together. The only problem is he didn't have any money, enough money to pay for a Blockbuster membership. So <laughs> library cards are free, man. <laughs> That's true. Uh, let's see. I thought I had another one. Oh, uh, little things like Page Master has one reference to the animated world not being reality. Richard Tyler says, I'm a cartoon. And then past that, it's it's ignored. Yeah. Uh, the Lego movie has many tongue-in-cheek references to this not being reality. When he says, like, I'm making air quotes with my claw hands. Or uh, just the the sheer number of references to things in the movie that aren't Legos. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Also, this is just a note I thought was interesting. Or that I liked. The Lego movie uses dialogue that sounds like a kid spoke it. Piece of yeah. resistance sounds like a kid heard piece piece du, du resistance <laughs> and then named the lid for the glue that. And it's the craggle because it says so on the thing. It's a lot of grown up crazy phrases. glue, but it's all smeared. So it says craggle. <laughs> right. It's a lot of grown up phrases used kind of wrong and kind of right. Just like the man upstairs. Lego movie is mildly pro teamwork. Page master similarly is mildly pro help your friends. Uh, the main character of the Lego movie is from the fantasy world, not a real human. Page Master's main character is a human that goes to the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's. I think those are all the similarities and differences I have. This we we got on mine. I mean, they both have a great song in them. Yeah, they do. I love both of those songs. I listened to them uh, when I finished Lego Movie. I listened to Everything Is Awesome like seven more times. So. <laughs> Uh oh, I did I did think it was funny that uh this is a point of contention amongst library workers. Uh Mr. Dewey uh calls Richard Tyler a customer and not a patron. It's kinda sus, but mm. I'll live with it. It's a for profit. That's a not. for profit library right there. Right. <laughs> Oddly enough, okay, so fun fact, this is an aside. Uh <clears throat> it you may know that sometimes I like to elaborate on my fun facts to an amount that could become overwhelming sometimes. I know that about me. I'm not stopping it, but I know that about me. <clears throat> One time uh, I had said something just in passing to Two Film Street Curious alum Devin about for public libraries. Those are a thing. There's about six of them still in the United States that exist. And I was like, yeah, it's just an interesting concept that you have to, like, it's a library that requires a paid membership. It's a for-public thing or for-profit thing. And she was like, that's really interesting. Tell me more. And I'm like, I don't know anymore. (laughs) And she was like, what? (laughs) Like, this is the one time that I'm like, this weird aside fun fact, I'm really interested in. Give me more information. I'm like, that's all I've got. Oh, no. I skimmed a New York Times article about for-profit libraries. I know that there are seven in the United States and they cost money and that's all I got. (laughs) 
And one of them was in Pagemaster. And one of them was <laughs> in Pagemaster. All right. Do you have uh, do you have some questions? I do. And unfortunately, when I, <laughs> I realized as I'm reading these, I didn't write the whole question. I just wrote like my thought. <laughs> so my, I might have to try to get to where the question was. <laughs> That's okay. One of my questions is is more of a statement and then discuss discussion. So. <laughs> yeah. So. I guess mine is what other obviously perhaps there's no other toy that would have made the jump from being a toy to a movie as well as Lego movie. It's very, very, I mean, they did a really good job of it. The fact that they tried twice. Yeah. (laughs) So shout out to the Playmobil movie, which apparently sucked. And did they ever end up doing the Funko movie or is that finally canceled? I think that one was can't. I haven't heard anything about it in a in yeah, a hot yeah, minute. Okay, but and just because it's obvious, like it's almost tongue in cheek that it's like you could buy this Lego set. Yeah, but it's not in your face. It just looks like kids playing with Legos, which is why it's so successful. But yeah, my question was, and obviously it's not going to be Playmobil or Funko. <laughs> what other, what toy do you think could make a good movie like that? My thought is maybe Hot Wheels. You know, Hot Wheels has like a racing movie, right? Like Speed Wheels, Racer, almost. Speed Racer. I mean, it, it would probably it would be hard. I think it would be hard to make it not like Cars. True. Uh, but if, if you could you have do to make it, characters that it. get in the cars and not have right. the cars be the characters. Yeah, and I feel like they had they had to have had a Hot Wheels show at some point. I feel like they did, but I could be wrong. And it's tough too because you don't you don't want to do just do toys because then you run into either Small Soldiers or Toy Story, which again is not what you yeah. want. Uh, that's a good question. I like Hot Wheels as an answer, but I don't G.I. know. Joe wasn't toys first, was it? I don't know. I feel like He Man and GI Joe both were sort of at the same time kind of a yeah. thing. It's one of those things where like people are like, oh, Pokemon the trading card game came out before the video games. I'm like, no, it didn't. It was video games first before anything. And then the show, the cards, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's I think that it's one of those things that like it does it's it doesn't it ultimately doesn't matter which one came first because they came concurrently, you know? Yeah. But G.I. Joe would work like having some sort of like I feel like it would be hard to do another one with such broad sweeping intellectual properties because there's not another thing that has all those rights that, well, that has all those rights, but also is still just one thing, you know, like you could do action figures, but then you're just doing action figures. Like you could do Funko pops, but how are you going to build their houses? Playmobil and mega blocks is just the Lego movie, but the Kmart versions of it. So there's no other thing. They could, they have other intellectual properties at least. So like, they do. I mean, you could you have, have World of Warcraft stuff, all the Halo right. stuff, <laughs> which makes it a strangely more adult <laughs> version right. of the Lego movie. At that point, just make a video game movie. I guess it's Ready Player One. Ready Player One is the answer. It, I guess it really is. Is and not even just media. Yeah. Or I guess I mean that's that's the that once we open the floodgates for a three films too curious, we'll revisit Lego movie with uh Ready Player One and Space Jam Two. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that Lego movie I, I hesitate to say that it's singular in this, but I can't come up with another instance that this would be this way. So Yeah, I can't even come up with a a toy brand or Yeah type of toy that would just 
be so as good as this. Yeah. Although I would love to see at least a short film of kids doing spec ops commando shit with Nerf. That would be cool. <laughs> I get, I feel like there's probably a YouTube video out there of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Here's a question. <clears throat> Hot take. There are two reasons why you read, why a person reads. One, to gain literacy. And two, to gain the Knowledge. story points or morals or philosophical ideas that the story has to provide. That being said, once you're literate, books are no more important than any other form of media that can portray similar ideas. Thoughts? Hmm. I think I would agree with that. I guess a revision might be the import that books have are A, that it is a unique form of art. It's not the same as a painting, a song, or a mm-hmm. movie. And B, it's historical. You can see yeah. older books than you can any other movies. By a pretty substantial music. margin, too. <laughs> right. Music, maybe close, but they don't have right. the recordings from back then. We do right. have the books from back then. <laughs> it's it's just something that's so ingrained into human society and behavior. And like yeah. you said, when, once you're literate, I mean, obviously, if you being illiterate puts you at so many disadvantages, right? Of, as far as just like living your everyday life, being able to know what's in a food or where something is or what something says, obviously, is, right. it, it's hard. It, I can't imagine. My heart goes out to anyone that is illiterate because that's just a hard thing to do. But I, I think you're right that once you become literate, it just really becomes another vehicle of imagination in a way. Yeah. Of of relating to something or learning something or but I wouldn't say it's any less or more important than any other way to do those same things. And I feel too, I think the argument could be made that continuing to read increases your literacy, which is true. Certainly. And when you vocabulary and everything else, yeah. Right. But I feel like watching similarly cerebral film or music, you gain the same vocabulary. And so then you have to decide whether or not it's more important for you to be able to say the word, but not spell it or read it versus read the word, but not pronounce it correctly. That's what subtitles are for. Exactly. You can learn how to spell it too. <laughs> but only the good subtitles. Cause boy, I hate it when the subtitles are. When they're just like auto. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're not spelling jokes. Right. Anyways. I always think it's weird when it's just slightly different from what the person says. Yeah. If it's like, Hey, we need to go to the store and the subtitle says, let's go to the store. I always just yeah. think, where was the disconnect here? <laughs> is that like the script versus, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think some of it, I know that at least some of it is shortening an idea so that it, it doesn't feel like so many words coming at you. That's, uh, that's fair. And I think that the biggest example of that being difficult is when you watch like a Criterion Collection movie or something like that where they don't change the subtitles at all and so you get to a really wordy passage and you're reading subtitles like there's a silence after it and you're still catching up on the subtitles because they 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 can't even just put them on the screen for long enough 
So do you have another question? I realized my other question was kind of just the same idea. Yeah, about literacy. Movies based on books. Not just like on the on the idea of books, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that I mean, like we said for all of our things about adaptation, I I I get what a person means when they say a book is unfilmable, but I think that that's lazy. I love seeing that I love seeing that change in medium. You know? Mm-hmm. I love listening to music about a movie or a book, and I love watching a movie about music or books, and I love reading a book about music or movies, you know? So you I think that which it's... Um, <clears throat> books for video games, and that's how I feel too. Exactly. I love so you don't song. read. You're not literate. It just sings... <laughs> It just thinks about a video game. I just buy games. I don't even know what they're called. I don't even know right? what's going on in them, but I like them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, I think that yeah, I like I like I like movie adaptations of books. Um, there was, I feel like there was one I was going to. Oh, it's not a movie adaptation of a book. It's a movie adaptation of another Shakespeare play. At some point, we need to sit down and watch Titus. Cause it's fucking weird. <clears throat> it's shot. And as I'm watching it, it reminded me of the wall. Oh, just some of the weird things in it. Like it's Nazis supposed to it? be, well, <laughs> it's supposed to be this. I mean, it's this Shakespearean story of like an ancient thing. Uh, but like parts of it are set in the modern world. Like it's very, it does to the setting like the, the the nebulous nature of the set. I don't know. It's really neat. It's weird. It's hard to describe. And maybe if I wasn't trying to just come up with it now, like if I had time to sit and pause and not have dead air on our podcast, <laughs> I'd have a better explanation. <laughs> but I got it because um, Two Films for Curious alum, Devin, said something about a scene in it and I wanted to watch it. And then Amazon was like, this movie's out of print. It costs $200. And it was on eBay for seven. So I bought it. Uh, and it was neat. It was weird. It was wild. Uh, there was something about like, um, oh, there was a there was a really clever comeback about like somebody 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 killing somebody else's mom or something. <laughs> like that's fucked up. Wow. And I can't remember what it was, but I remember sending as I'm watching. It was the day that I was working from home, and I sent it to two film security alum Devin, and I'm like, ah, got him. Let's see if I can find it again. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, he does bake somebody into a pie in it, so that was pretty neat. Uh, there was. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, it was just a wild movie. Um, there was a bit about. Uh. There was, oh, they got to this lady, they cut her hands off, and so they put branches on her hands. It was insane. And I don't know how much this was the movie and how much is this this weird-ass play. Old branch hands. Old branch hands. It was insane. Oh, also, uh, Titus is played by Anthony Hopkins, and so I said, Titus bakes bakes them two villains into a pie. Me, fucking Hannibal Lecter at it again. So, oh, here it is. There it is. Okay. So Chiron, 
uh, a character whose mother has been killed by Aaron says, thou hast undone our mother. And Aaron says, villain, I have done thy mother. (laughs) A classic, you killed my mom. No, I fucked your mom. Good bit, Shakespeare. Classic. Anyways, That's probably I why think, it's a thing. That's why your mama jokes exist. <laughs> Shakespeare invented your mama jokes. So <laughs> another aside, we're getting very off topic. Um, do you remember when we found out in the brothers chat, we discovered uh, that the, is that a gun in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me is a joke from antiquity? Like, Oh yeah. The, the earliest use of guns specifically is the 1950s or so, but classic Grecian, play and someone says something about like uh put your spear away or wait is that just your penis or something like that (laughs) they're like ah got him is that your abacus yeah is that (laughs) is that a stone tablet with an entire book on it in your pocket or you're just happy to see me (laughs) speaking of books page master was one of the movies and that's full circle look at us all right uh, so our next episode, as I'm sure you listeners are very aware, is going to be a special feature where we will watch uh, Avengers two and a half, Captain America: Civil War. Um, and I'm not sure what our what our June episode is going to be, but we'll figure that out and let you know. Uh, but until then, keep watching movies, stay curious, and uh, we love you. We love you. <laughs>